Welcome back to a special bonus episode of People Are Wild. Now, I try to put this out every month or so in order to supplement, I guess, the amazing, amazing program that is this show. Am I bragging on myself? Maybe. It's a little bit of a hashtag humble brag. Today, I have with me one of my friends who happens to be a flight nurse, and I wanted to give a profile towards what it means to become a flight nurse. Lori is amazing. She has been my friend for a few years, and she's just been this person that I can talk to and gain a lot of knowledge from within not just nursing and flight nursing, but sometimes life in general. So I'm very, very grateful for her friendship and for her to take time out of her schedule in order to speak with me regarding what does it mean to wear the amazing onesie jumpsuit that you see flight nurses and flight crews wear. So I hope that everybody enjoys this little bonus. So this nursing note, as I lovingly call the bonus episodes, and that you guys learn something about what it means to be a flight nurse and to be part of a flight crew and to be part of a medical life flight, uh, air rescue squadron, if you will. There's a lot of different terms for this. And without any further ado or rambling from this one right here behind the microphone, I present to you my interview with my friend, Lori. I'm Kim. I am the amazing host of People Are Wild, and today I am joined by one of my friends, because I do actually have friends, who is an amazing, extraordinary flight nurse, and today we're going to talk a little bit about what is flight nursing. So go ahead and give the people what they want. Introduce yourself. Well, I'm Laurie, and uh, not like Laura. I said, I'm a flight nurse. Not Laura, not Lori, not Larry. That one before. <laughs> Not sure how they got that. That's crazy. Uh, but Lurie, I've been a flight nurse for about three years now. Lurie and I actually used to work together a little bit back in the day. I try and keep things vague for the sake of HIPAA and also for the sake of keeping my friends protected as to where they are. So we did work together a few years back and have maintain an awesome little friendship here and she's been so gracious to take some time out of her busy schedule flying around if you will to talk about what it means to be a flight nurse so we're gonna get right into it what is the job of a medical flight team you see all these unfortunate reports uh, kind of more frequently actually about some of these life flights that have gone down and have crashed and it like breaks my heart because I know people who do flight nursing so I get a little start and I'm sure you do too. But what goes into being on a medical flight team? So uh, first off, there's, there's kind of a lot of different things that we do, a lot of different configurations of crew. Our, our flight program specifically is uh, not-for-profit and it's hospital-based. You can have for-profit, hospital-based, not-for-profit, hospital-based, you can have either one of those also being a community-based, which just simply means that they're out in the community and not actually based at a hospital. So there's, that's the first piece of it is that uh, there's kind of a different way that people can function within, within the system. Uh, for us, though, we're not-for-profit and we're hospital-based. We have helicopters and we also have a fixed-wing aircraft or just an airplane. And we also have a ground transport unit. So those are the three different modes of transportation that we can use at any time to to provide critical care transport to hospitals, clinics, uh, and even scenes. We can pick the patient up, you know, shoot off the highway one day, and then the next day we'll be uh, picking a patient up at another hospital to take them to a different hospital. So there's kind of 
a, a variety of places that we end up going to provide care to patients. And the care we provide is, is critical care. We have some advanced skills that we practice as nurses. Some of those skills, things like chest tube placement, finger thoracotomies, we do pericardiocentesis, intubation, cricothyrotomies. We get to play all the fun things with electricity, cardioversion, pacing, you know, shocks. So those are those are just some of the advanced things that we do that perhaps is kind of a like a floor nurse may not actually do a lot of those things. Uh, we're doing those things out in the field oftentimes. Let's see what else. The other piece would be that we fly with a medic in my program. So we're nurse medic pilot in my program. Uh, you can fly nurse nurse, nurse medic, nurse doctor, doctor medic. There's all sorts of different things. You can have a respiratory therapist on board. It really just depends on the program. Uh, but we found for us really having the nurse with the hospital experience and then the medic with the pre-hospital experience really seems to be the best combination. You guys have a good success rate with so that. That's, we do, we do, yeah. And and so that's kind of what it what it takes to be a medical crew. Our pilots are all really highly trained. They have to have a lot of hours before they fly with us. They all have pretty spectacular experience. One of our pilots actually used to fly rescue missions on Mount Everest. That's about so as like professional as you can get amazing it truly is yeah it truly is he's uh, he's quite quite an amazing pilot so those that's you know that's the kind of level of pilots that we're hiring because as you said it's dangerous and one of the things is that we hear a lot of, about medical life flight and things like that going down we hear about these helicopter ems accidents and the reason that it's so prevalent in the news is because it's so tragic Absolutely. here's all these people that wanted to help and they were helping someone and then they've crashed but they become part of their own scene right exactly and so they are it does you know it does tend to be very tragic so it shows up in the news a lot actually the most recent research i saw said that the risk of of helicopter ems crashes is actually going down but i think uh, i think it's still definitely a high risk job there's not a whole lot of us that do it so we can't look at risk the same way you do for you know fishermen or or construction workers or firefighters or police officers because the places that analyze risk they won't even look at you until you have at least I think it's 40,000 employees and there just aren't that many people that do flight nursing or or flight medicine it's just it's just not that there's just not that many so it's a lot harder to look at it and say how risky it is it but it definitely um, risk is definitely one of the biggest things safety is one of the most biggest concerns that we have going off of that and i know that like you said that there there's not a lot of flight nurses out there what made you decide you wanted to get into that career path going towards flight nursing because a lot of times er and icu nurses i think we in the back of our heads we think about flight nursing a lot because we work with flight nursing but Beyond that, if you go through the, the whole entire nursing profession, outside of maybe the critical care and emergent care and the trauma realm, you might not really want to be, you know, you're not a floor nurse sometimes going to a flight nurse without having something in the in-between. So what made you decide you wanted to get down towards that path in the beloved onesie jumpsuit? Well, I definitely did not envision myself in the onesie or a... <laughs> as another one of my colleagues calls it, his romper. His romper, Uh, yes. I personally, when I first started uh, college and was planning on going to nursing school, I thought I wanted to be a psych nurse, which is really funny as I really, 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 really don't want to be around psych patients. That's definitely not my calling. I'm super 
excited that there are people who love working with them. Absolutely. We adore psych Uh, nurses. (laughs) Yes. But what I did discover is that I am a complete and total adrenaline junkie. (laughs) Absolute adrenaline junkie. It's well, funny because if you don't, I mean, if if you know Lori, like it totally fits her. Like, and and to think of you as a psych nurse to me, I'm just like, how? That would never work. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, clearly, I did not know myself very well. <laughs> I wanted to be a psych nurse. So uh, through a series of events, I when I was in college, I came across an accident and stopped to help because it happened right in front of me, and the there were some people on scene and the the people involved in the accident were pretty badly hurt and when the fire department showed up to help these people they were shorthanded it was a volunteer department and they were shorthanded and they asked if I could do a couple of small things you know uh, holding c-spine things like that sure and I, I kind of by the end was like oh my god this is really cool this is this is a thing people do I didn't know this was a thing people did go figure I mean I'd seen ambulances but it never occurred to me that oh hey I could be on one of Long story short, I I became an EMT, and while I was becoming an EMT, I got the opportunity to ride along with a flight program. They had a large helicopter at the time, and and I was able to do a ride-along, and I got to go on a flight. And the second I stepped onto that helicopter, and I watched the flight nurse and the flight medic do their thing, and I I listened to them, you know, discuss the patient and, and... do all these advanced interventions and I thought I am too dumb to do this there is no way I will ever be smart enough to do this but oh my god this is the coolest job on the face of the planet and right then I said I have to do it I have to try and so that's when I kind of figured that yep I I want to be a flight nurse that's where I want to head I want to be a flight nurse that's pretty awesome because you like challenged yourself in that moment to to step outside your comfort zone and, and to make your way towards this career path so what goes into that we all graduate we get our essentially our degree and then we get our license after the fact what are the next steps how do you get to this level to become a flight nurse so i took kind of a roundabout way because i was uh when i got out of college i was very broke incredibly broke and just needed a job and was pretty convinced that I wouldn't be able to get a job in nursing because there just weren't a lot of nursing jobs available. There's kind of years since there's been a pretty big shortage and it's a lot easier to get hired places, but I was very worried. So my first job was actually in a nursing home. And I would not recommend that if your goal is flight nursing, starting in a nursing home is not necessary. True fact. So you certainly don't need to start in a nursing home, but I did. That's where I started. And I, uh, right out of nursing school, my first job, I was night shift charge nurse in charge of about 60 patients. For a nursing home and very quickly figured out that that really was not for me and it really wasn't a place i i would tell people i'm an emt in a sea of dnrs very much for me to do for these patients yeah i mean it was it was your uh, hands was are tied with your skill set for me i mean right exactly but i will training. tell you that i i think yeah i think anything that you do though uh is worth doing right so i definitely threw myself into it and did my very best i only worked there for about six months I can tell you that I carry those experiences with me and, and took absolutely everything I could from that experience. And then I moved into an uh, acute rehab hospital, which was, again, not really where I wanted to, but a step in the right direction for me. I did that for a while. I, I was lucky enough then to do some time in an ER for a critical access hospital, which if you have 
ever have the opportunity to work in a hospital where you are short of resources, resources, you are short of equipment, you are short of medicines, um, but you have plenty of patients. So it's really fascinating to me to work in those smaller systems where you have very, very sick patients come in and, and you really have to learn to improvise, adapt, and overcome. So then I thought, well, if, I'm, if I really want to be a flight nurse, I really have to get some experience at a hospital that's big, that, that, has, that takes care of these sick patients and does that. And so I was hired by uh, the regional medical center in the area where I am, and I could not get hired into the ER. I could not get hired into the neurotrauma unit. I could not get hired into the ICU. So my first job was MedSearch. Which is not, I, I mean, it's a good place to start, especially yeah. with the hospital, because, I it, mean, it teaches you so much time management and critical thinking. Oh, my gosh. I, I, uh, I think of all the places I've ever worked, MedSearch gave me the best foundation I could have ever wanted. And I actually have Absolutely. encouraged a lot of nursing students, go to MedSearch first. It you know, gives you confidence. Because we all want the fun places. Yeah. And, I, and, uh, and naturally, because it's me, and I never know, you know, myself, I had said... There is no way in, I probably used a bad word, there's no way that I'm going to work med search. Never, ever, ever, nope. ever, ever, never. So naturally, my first job in a big hospital was med, med search. search. Yep. <laughs> that's so the that's way it I goes. I would never do it. Yep. Yeah. So always and never are two things I should not say. <laughs> I, uh, I worked med search from there. I went, uh, I went to an IBED unit. I worked neuro ICU and then uh, really felt like, I, and then I had the opportunity to do another ride-along, another ride-along flight. And in doing the ride-along flight, I, I got the opportunity to go with them when they were picking up a patient that was, that was on a balloon pump, a very, very sick heart patient that was on a balloon pump. And I said, well, crap, I'm not smart enough to do that. Here I thought I was really getting good, and I was I was getting like okay I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a great I'm gonna be a great flight nurse, and then I did another ride along with them, and quickly realized that I didn't know anything about balloon pumps, and I was like well uh, back to the drawing board. Right. Yeah. Getting so, more experience. Uh, then I moved over. Yeah. So then I moved over to the cardiovascular intensive care unit where I could take care of open hearts and balloon pumps and and do kind of more of more of those complex heart patients and. Uh, did that for a couple of years. In the meantime, while I was doing all of this ICU stuff, I was also working in the ER, just picking up shifts in the ER and doing time in the ER, kind of getting a good understanding of trauma and how all of that went. Which is how we met. And then, and then I, yeah, that is how we met. You're absolutely right. And it was wonderful. It blew my mind. It was amazing. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> There's a lot of headbands. <laughs> I'm fairly simple-minded. I want you to know, in honor of this, even though this is all audio, I'm totally wearing a headband. Oh my gosh, that's great. I'm wearing a beanie because it's a little cold where I'm at, but underneath there is a headband. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> I thought of you when I put the headband yes. on. So. That's what I'm going to yeah. ask for all so my guests as now. as I'm doing all of this, I think you should. That's a great <laughs> idea. It really is. So as I'm doing all of this, I finally get to the point where I'm like, all right, um, the, pro the program I was interested in requires four years of critical care experience. And so I, was, I finally kind of reached that four-year mark. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm ready. Uh, I think I've got the experience I need. It's going to be great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply and get the job. And, you know, because we all, we all think, well, okay, I've done what I need to do. So now I'll move on to the next step. It's one and shot. Applied, I'm going to get it. I actually applied for two programs. Yeah, yeah. So I applied for two programs. The first program, 
interviewed me, and that was the program that I really, really wanted to work for. It was the not-for-profit one. It was hospital-based, and I really felt like that's where my heart was. That's where I wanted to be. Pretty much, I got to thank you so much for applying, but no. Not right now. <laughs> so the other program, not right now. You're just not quite, we're, you know, not yet. Not yet. Okay. So the other program that I applied for uh, actually did offer me the job, and I was so eager to fly that I did, uh, I did go ahead and sign up with them. And I went and I flew with this other program for about a year, the whole time knowing, uh, for one thing, I had to travel uh, three and a half hours away from home. Yes, you did. For this, over, over some very scary mountain passes mm-hmm. in some very scary weather. And I was very lucky not to become a patient on some days, but uh, we made it. I continued to apply for the program that was closer to home, that was really where I felt my heart was. And I applied a total of three times. The second time I applied, uh, a flight nurse with 20 some odd years of experience applied at the same time so I knew going into my interview there was no chance but I still went and I interviewed and, and afterwards I asked him if there was anything I could do different in my interview and how I could make this better and da 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 took that feedback and really kind of went okay now I know what I want to do for the next time and now I'm starting to get a little of a little bit of experience as a flight nurse and I'm starting to recognize what it is you know, I need to work on what I what I am strong at and all that. And then the third time I applied, I'll, I'll never forget, in the interview process, the third time I applied with them, they said, why should we give you the job instead of one of the other applicants? And I said, because I'm going to keep applying until you either give me a job or get a restraining order. <laughs> that, so, that is Lori, folks. I mean, like I said, yeah, she's, that's, that's just her. That's how she rolls. <laughs> Uh, when they gave me the job, I quote, my boss said, well, we've decided to hire you. We looked into the restraining order thing. It's really too complicated. (laughs) And that's that's how how you knew that you wanted to be there because they were like, we're on your level. We get you. Yeah. And it, and it was like coming home. Boy, I found, I really did find my, my people and doing what I do is I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. It's definitely living the dream. So what challenges have you encountered in flight nursing thus far? You said you're about three years into it now, being 2018 now. So yeah. so what are some of the challenges? Obviously, we'll, we, we, always, we always practice HIPAA, um, but what are just some, maybe some, <laughs> some personal, perhaps, challenges besides getting, getting hired with the persistence and challenges, I feel like, are two different things. But um, yes. What was uh, well, what was a big one for you for challenge? I can say that flight nursing is just challenging in general. I mean, Absolutely. You never know what you're going to get. So sometimes uh, you'll get, you know, you'll get information about the patient and you'll show up and they're really not as advertised. And so you have to you have to be able to get out of one mindset and into another. So maybe you're called for a patient that has uh, kidney failure and you get there and the reason they have kidney failure is that they have a huge aortic dissection and that is really their their chief issue and you have to you have to switch gears from from preparing to kind of treat them for electrolyte imbalances and things and then you have to switch gears and start treating them for you know a massive hemorrhage or whatever whatever you're facing so that's really challenging another thing that was challenging for me that probably wouldn't be challenging for everybody is that when i started as a flight nurse i was afraid of heights you know that so I always have my heart set with nursing. I always say that I didn't ever want to be a nurse. I just so happened to get a nursing degree. And I wanted to be a flight nurse for so long. And then I went on my first helicopter ride and I realized that maybe I want to be a pilot or definitely not a nurse because 
I, I, it's not that, I don't know. For me, it wasn't heights, but it was just maybe the sensation. I was just like, I don't know if I could handle being in the back of something and in cramped quarters. I think I like the front where you can see things out. But yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess, but in your case, yeah, that would be a pretty big challenge to, to have a fear of heights with flight yeah. nursing. So yeah, how'd you power through that? Uh, definitely something, I've gotten over it. I want you to know I'm not afraid of heights anymore. That's very good. probably a really good thing. So how'd you power yeah, through it, though, uh, is my question. I, you know, I... Just like I exposure just therapy. I don't know that there was totally an exposure therapy thing. And I, you know, there was part of me that I've got a medic and a pilot sitting next to me. And I'm like, don't be a pansy, Lori. If you're a pansy, you know... You're never going to hear the end of it. scared, they're going to make fun of you. <laughs> I will never live it down. No. So I just thought, I, you know, I'm just going to power through it. And I was very lucky in that... I am very lucky in that I have always flown with very, very good pilots who are very intuitive they're very calm and they're very capable. I was about to say, like, with uh, our, as so long that, as I'm remembering from when I worked with you and, and our our flight program there, they were all amazing all around for them, like, across the board, but especially well, with the pilots. I may be biased, but I think they're the best in the business for sure. You know, they're up there. I've worked at a few different hospitals that have had flight crews, and they're definitely still up there. Um, there's, there's, I don't think anyone's touched or come close. There's definitely been some two and three places, but I would say where where you're at, where we used to work, is is definitely one of the better ones, probably on the whole entire area. We'll say we'll leave it at that. We 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 love to hear that, and I will just say that it's it's a great place. It really is. But uh, so other challenges, though, that I think all flight nurses face is that it's really a hard job. It. There's a whole lot of autonomy, and at the same time, there's a whole lot of accountability. Hand so in hand really, there, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you, so sometimes you, you go in, and the weight of the world is on your shoulders. You you know, you know show up on a scene, and, and everybody looks at you and your partner like, okay, fix them. Right. You know? and, uh, and they're calling you because they've reached the end of their resources. So just reached a point where they just they need help. And so they usually, a lot of times, the referring personnel is very stressed out. Uh, there's a lot of chaos on, on scene or, or in the facility because this is a very sick patient and they're, and they're trying to manage them to the best of their ability and they just need help. So uh, you show up and kind of all eyes are on you all of a sudden and that can be a little bit daunting. And, and it's humbling because we really make the switch from following an order set to using the guidelines that are provided to us by our medical directors to make our own decisions. And we always, you know, we always have the phone a friend option or, you know, we can call for call for backup or whatever if we have that available to us wherever we're at. But uh, we make a whole lot of decisions on our own. And it's, uh, it's wonderful. It's, it's really a great thing. But you definitely feel the weight of that responsibility. And it, it ups your game as far as how much uh, reading and studying you do and you know from from watching procedure videos to you know reading magazines and research and keeping up to date on all the most recent research and and trying to incorporate that into your practice really becomes very challenging very challenging we spend you know we work uh, in my program we work 24-hour shifts I do two of those shifts a week so that's 48 hours a week and then you're off the rest of the time but that time off is oftentimes spent taking educational classes or studying, um, you know, doing CEUs or those kind of things, studying, preparing, making sure that you're ready because uh, you don't ever want to find yourself in a situation where you don't know what to do. Absolutely. So we all, we all probably, you know, we prepare for the worst 
and hope for the best. Uh, one of the flight nurses that kind of mentored me when I was starting off in this, he said, you know, we're a medical flight crew. We never have a crisis. We only ever have a plan. Ooh, and I really yeah. liked that. I thought, oh, yeah, that's true. That's a really good one. I like that. I can't take credit. All the credit goes to Dan, who taught me that. So, so there you go. Shout out to Dan. So um, there you go. Shout out to Dan. So what's the coolest thing you get to do? being a flight nurse. I know there's a few cool things, but let's, oh, yeah, let's go oh, into it. Oh, it's fly. No, hands <laughs> down, it's fly. It's the flight so part I of the fly flight nursing. I fly helicopter and they pay me to do it. I fly, uh, not, you know, not to give too many details, but I get to fly over the mountains yeah. all the time. We we live in a very mountainous region and I get to, I get to it's fly It's a beautiful part of this country. That, yeah, and people pay a lot of money to go uh, hire a helicopter and go fly where I do. And she just gets and to do I it. And I don't have to pay for it. I just get to do it. And as a matter of fact, I get paid to do it. So, yeah, it's hands down flying is the coolest thing we do. And we're all the type of people we are. We always have our eyes on the sky. I have seen plenty of videos and Instagram posts and Snapchats from various flight nurse friends that just get me a little bit jealous sometimes because I'm stuck in a windowless ER and I don't even know what time of day it is. But... It's beautiful. It looks beautiful. It looks great. Yeah, just the fact that we get to be outside when everybody else has to be inside is super cool. I never never really thought that when I got into nursing that I would be able to, you know, be, I can be in two or three states in a given day. That's true, too. Yeah, um, that's super true. Yeah. How does that go about sort of with, you know, flying between different places? Because even though you're based out of essentially one place and sometimes based out of a hospital depending on what facility or, or what flight crew you work with you can be in a next door in a different state in on any given day but how does that sort of work i mean weather plays well, a big part so of it that's it for sure of, absolutely absolutely and that's it kind of goes back to the fact that we have a fixed wing and we have a helicopter so for the long long distances going to major metropolitan areas oftentimes that's done with the fixed wing so we go longer distances with that so it's possible to end up in three different states in in a day and uh the one thing that always got me is you know you you keep a credit card on you in the event something happens the the company generally pays for that but you want to have extra money so you have you can get food or you know if you forgot toiletries or something like that because we don't always have that stuff with us so you have to you have to have that well so one time i i go i fly to another state long story short i get stuck there (laughs) and we're we're we decide we're going to go to a restaurant well my credit card company decided that there was fraud because because you're in a different state in one town yeah and now all of a sudden my card is trying to be used several hundred miles away oh my and they're God. like well that's just not even possible <laughs> they don't understand so anything about off. flight yeah and it, so it got shut off but it's three o'clock in the morning so i can't call them and have them turn it back on so now there now there's a feature now i've, I've had that fixed so it doesn't happen to me anymore but you don't really think about that stuff happening and i'm just like well i'm broke so i'm completely dependent <laughs> upon my my fellow crew members i was gonna say nice, good thing good thing you work with a nice crew about it yeah you know, they only they only teased me for a few weeks about it as opposed to for the rest of my life so i think that's probably better what would you say to people who are interested in flight nursing even if they're students or if they're just people listening to this this podcast or 
they're just out there going, huh, nursing sounds fun, flight nursing sounds fun. What would you say to them that you wish was said to you? Oh, gosh. You know, I got a lot of, a ton of really good advice. I was, I was really lucky in that. I would say that you need to, obviously, you got to be persistent and work hard and, and just keep moving forward. And don't be afraid to take jobs that maybe don't, don't seem like what, what you would want to do necessarily, because you never know what kind of experience you're going to get from that. I think the biggest thing would be, you have to humble yourself a little bit, because this is a very humbling job. Right when you think that you are on top of the world, the coolest person on the face of the planet, you will get knocked down so quickly uh, by experience. That experience is really what builds us up and makes us better, but it's not always super comfortable to get it at the time. There's that quote, and it's been attributed to a lot of different people, but that's something that has always stuck with me is good judgment comes from experience and experience comes from bad judgment. In, in safe situations, in simulation, in training, uh, take the opportunity to make some bad judgment calls so that so you know what's going to happen, so you can kind of get an understanding of how that works. To, you know, do, do scenarios. Any chance you get to be part of mass casualty incidents or scenarios with the fire department or simulations at a college any any time you can do that do that because it's it's very helpful to help you kind of learn where the mistakes get made so you're less likely to make those mistakes when you have a patient the one thing i will tell you though is that you know good judge saying again good judgment comes from experience and and experience comes from bad judgment Uh, over the years i have become very experienced right yes and continue to gain some experience what uh, my medical director might call teaching opportunities. What would be a bad experience that you were like, oh my gosh, never again? Well, I don't know if it would be a never again, and it's not it's not actually patient care related, but I had a, I had a pretty earth-shattering event about, oh, about a year and a half ago, maybe not quite a year and a half ago, uh, in a helicopter. We were flying. It was at night. We wear night vision goggles, so we were under night vision goggles. We did have a patient on board, and we were flying over some very remote mountains, taking the patient from one hospital to another, when uh, we had a bird strike. Oh, my gosh. We had what we believed to be a Canadian goose hit the helicopter and break the window, and pieces of it came through the window. While you're in the air? Yes, while we're in the air. We were doing about probably about 130, 135 knots at the time. So we were moving very quickly, and I'm pretty sure the goose was hauling the mail as well. But, you know, i got to tell you, he didn't even honk. It was really disappointing. That's so rude. Warning, Very rude. Very rude. I am not a fan of geese at all. And goose sushi, not nearly as tasty (laughs) as you would think. You had, like, a full-on, like, Fabio moment when that goose hit him when he went on the roller coaster, where it just, like... Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's a dated reference. Uh, (laughs) It's it is pretty dated. I was there with you until you said Fabio, and then I went, wait a second. <laughs> is he still alive? Yes. He must be. I haven't heard that he's he. He does. I can't believe it's not butter commercials. I think. Oh, still. I think so. He's yeah. Doing those in the nineties. He still is. Yeah. He still can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> it's hard to believe, I suppose. So you had so a we, goose so strike. Comes through the window. So the goose comes through, well, pieces of the goose come through the window because we hit going pretty fast. (laughs) Or pieces, as the case may be. You know what the last thing to go through his mind was? Should have honked. The last thing to go through his mind was his back end, actually. Uh, Uh, (laughs) I love it. I've heard all the jokes, trust me. I love it. Uh, So I have a medic. Uh, It's myself, my medic, the patient, and then, of course, the pilot. And, And here's why we hire the experienced pilots, because... 
the goose comes through the window. There's this horrible bang. I am, I, the way it came through the window, I actually took the brunt of the uh, goose bits, I suppose. So I'm I'm now covered in goose blood and and tissue. And uh, and I scream like a little girl. That's my response. I want you to know that. (laughs) that that was my level of professionalism was to scream like a little girl. But you don't prepare for that. My pilot. Yeah, no, there's no there's no training for that, really. There's nothing that prepares you for that. But so my pilot immediately asks, is everybody okay? My medic asks if operations are normal. They both are incredibly professional. Professional to a, I, I just absolutely stunningly professional. There was no hint of terror in their voices meanwhile i'm my heart is going about 300 times a minute i'm pretty sure and i can't stop shaking and i'm covered in goose blood right i think it's warranted uh, they, to be a little amped themselves very well right yeah and i uh but yes screamed like a little girl was my response so when you talk about that experience i might not scream like a little girl next time <laughs> i'm not gonna lie though it's still a possibility i would i would totally because it was pretty sp- <laughs> But so, so everything was fine, other than, of course, the giant hole in the helicopter. But uh, we were able to get it to the, all the operations were normal. You just had a hole where a window had once been. And so we were able to get it on the ground. And, and you guys were able to land okay? Come pick us up. Yeah, we were able to get, get landed, no issues. Uh, had an ambulance come pick us up and took us to the hospital. And boy, I did not realize how bad I looked until... The medics that came to pick us up to take us to the hospital turned the lights on and took a good look at me. And both of them went immediately pale white and their eyes were as big as saucers. And they both went, what on earth happened to you? And I went, maybe I should get cleaned up. <laughs> Do you guys have a baby wipe? I just kind of um, spilled something. Yeah, just need a baby wipe. If you just, just one. Something to, to wash this off. It would be good. So that was that was the end of our shift. We got to end just a little bit early. And I'm told that that actually doesn't happen very often, which really makes me glad because there was a moment of, is that going to happen again if I get back in this helicopter? But apparently that's a fairly rare occurrence. And you were to, right back up there. I did, yeah. I had a couple days off just by chance. I had a couple days off. They actually offered me a little more time off. There was a lot of emotional support. I got a lot of phone calls from you know, everybody, I have, I've actually shared that story more times than I can count, named me a safety ambassador, and I got a, I got a t-shirt, and I said, I don't want the t-shirt unless it says, I got hit in the face with a bird, and all I got is this lousy t-shirt, but they decided not to put that on there. Oh, see, that's a missed opportunity. I know! I thought it would have been perfect, but that apparently not. Fantastic. Uh, did get a new nickname now. That's mm-hmm. fun to have a nickname. Names are not generally something you get because you've done something well. So no. my nickname is Goose. It's starting to bring up some Top Gun memories and did not turn oh, yeah, out no, that no. well for Goose. I know. That was the issue. I said, why do I have to be Goose? Because uh, <laughs> You guys the saw that movie, right? The, the medic is now Maverick. The pilot is Iceman. And I am Goose. And I'm like, oh, I would like a recount. I want to be Goose. No, I don't. Give I want to be anybody else budget. in Top Gun. Give me Hollywood. Give me Viper. Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's hilarious. Actually, that's probably Anyone one of the funniest stories. Except Goose. <laughs> that's crazy. I guess you don't even think about so, that. Yeah, when when I really when I sat down and I said, okay, I'm going to be, um, I want to be a flight nurse, and I talked to my husband about all the possibilities, and you know, hey, this is how this could go, and we probably got to get a little more life insurance on me, and this job can be fairly dangerous and we had a lot of discussions the furthest thing from my mind was that i would ever experience goose whiplash so oh man and you're like one of the only people ever to probably do that 
it's not a club you want to be a part of, and I don't think the perks are very good, to be honest with you. Well, what better yeah. way to to end this than with a, a goose strike, I would think, right? I think so, too, yeah. <laughs> well, Lori, thank you for joining me, taking time out of your flight schedule to, to talk with me, and and allow me to share what it means to be a flight nurse and, and sort of what I like to do with this is just to give more awareness to different parts of nursing. And they're some of the greatest people, though, that I've worked with are flight nurses. So not just Laurie, but all throughout some of my own travel or traveling, I've worked with different hospitals that have the hospital-based flight crews, and those nurses are awesome, but they are super nerds, and that's probably why they're amazing to hang out with because nerds will rule the world. Lori, thank you again for joining me. It's been a pleasure, and you are welcome back anytime for this. Well, let's, uh, you gotta wait till I get some new stories. Okay, we'll wait till you get another goose. (laughs) Thanks so much, Kim. It's been a pleasure. Million million thanks goes out to my amazing friend Lori for sharing with us today about what it means to be a flight nurse. I realized that I am releasing this during a bit of a holiday weekend, so I do want to address that just real quick before saying goodbye for this bonus episode. I am aware that this is St. Patrick's Day weekend, and I've always regarded St. Patrick's Day as a bit of a garbage holiday in the United States. I don't think people even understand the whole entire symbolism behind it. It's like Valentine's Day. It's now become something that is just overblown, commercialized, and goes on a display in Walgreens January. So it's a very confusing holiday, but I hope that everybody has a safe St. Patrick's Day. Please, please, please drink responsibly. Get your designated drivers. Don't end up being in an accident or causing an accident due to poor decisions and poor planning. So thanks again for listening to this, and I hope to create more and more nursing notes and bonus episodes that will help to create awareness about the other roles that go into nursing, as well as emergency medicine, and as well as hospital roles in general. Also, happy birthday, Lori! On this release date, it is going to be your birthday, so... I decided to pull a fast one on you and wish you a happy birthday on the program. So enjoy your weekend, Lori. Be safe out there, everybody else. Please, please, please make good choices, make good decisions, and always use a sober ride.